and welcome back to Pumpkin Patch Love. This is part two, the final part, and this part is titled Two People, One Wish. Enjoy! Farrar and Cornelius talked on the phone every day for the past month, so they'd gotten close. She was happy to see him when he came back in town. The pumpkin patch was busy during this season with everyone decorating for fall and baking pumpkin pies. When Cornelius came to the restaurant, Farrah was outside assisting a customer and her daughter was buying a pumpkin. Hey you, Cornelius said as he walked up to Farrah from behind. Hey, Farrah said before the two of them shared a hug. It's so great to see you. I wasn't expecting you until a couple of hours from now. When did you get in town, Farrah said. Just now, after my flight from New York, I came straight to you, Cornelia said. Aw, that's so nice. How did the business trip go, Farrah said. Business as usual, Cornelia said. Speaking of business, I have to help out here for another hour. But you can hang out until then if you want, Farrah said. Sure. And if you don't mind, I'm going to take a walk around the farm. I didn't get to see how beautiful the property was last time, but it's perfect, Cornelia said. Okay, Farrah said. In between customers, Farrah was able to tell Cornelius the history of their family's farmhouse turned restaurant. And she also showed him the store inside the restaurant where she sells her art. Cornelius was impressed by how talented Farrah is. He even put her in contact with someone he knows who owns an art museum in New York. Cornelius and Farrah had gotten so close that he spent Thanksgiving with Farrah and her family. He met her mom and her mom's husband, and he also met Farrah's aunts and their families. Nice seeing you again, Cornelius, Grandma said. Nice seeing you as well, Grandma, Cornelius said. Everyone prayed, ate, talked, and enjoyed themselves during Thanksgiving dinner. Afterwards, Farrah and Cornelius went outside on the porch to talk. It's beautiful out here. I love that the stars seem so close as if you could grab them, Farrah said. You know, when I was about 10 years old, I remember looking up at the stars and wishing that someday I'd find my forever true love. It was shortly after my parents were divorced and I was devastated, but it made me want something real, something that would last forever. I promised myself that when I found true love, I'd never give up on it. My brothers heard me saying these things and they clowned me for it. They even clown me to this day. We were young back then. My oldest brother, was 16, my other brother was 14. The divorce affected us all differently. They don't want anything to do with love. It's all about business for them. To this day, they'll do almost anything if the right amount of money is attached to it. Anyway, when we were kids, they'd make jokes and mock me, but I didn't care. I was always a hopeless romantic. I remember pouring my heart out to my first love and she laughed at me and decided to be my middle brother's girlfriend. She was a freshman and my brother was a senior at the time. I couldn't compete with that. He already had facial hair and I had barely gotten hair under my arm. I didn't allow the heartbreak I experienced to cause me to give up on love though. Although my brothers clowned me, I've always been more of a lover than a fighter, Cornelia said. Wow, I too wished for a forever love after my parents' divorce. I was 10 years old as well. Farrah said, and it was right beneath these very stars here in this pumpkin patch. I had a troublesome childhood as well. I didn't have siblings who made jokes about me, but a bunch of fifth graders did. They called me weirdo because I carried a teddy bear around and sometimes 
me and my teddy bear would have full conversations for I said. You and the teddy bear, Cornelia said with a smirk. Don't laugh at me, for I said, as she faithfully hit Cornelius. Well, it is kind of funny if you think about it, for I mean, especially if you were 10. I can see if you were a kindergarten, but come on. You were in fifth grade, Cornelius said with a laugh. I know, but I didn't have any siblings or friends to talk to. I went to a private school up until my parents divorced, and then I went to public school. I'd heard about how bad public school kids were, so I reinvented myself before I went there, and I became a problem child too. I put away Mr. Teddy Bear, and I became this tough shell, hard as a rock on the outside, but sweet as honey on the inside, Cornelius interrupted. For I blushed. Yeah, well, I stopped believing in love during that time. I had a reputation to uphold, Farrah said. And what about now? Cornelius said as he pulled her close and they stood face to face. I do, Farrah said while looking into Cornelius' eyes. I mean, I do believe in love. The night was beautiful, special, perfect, and it felt surreal. The two shared a kiss and made their relationship official. The next day, Cornelius and a couple of other investors came to talk to Grandma about selling her property. We've been interested in your property for quite some time. When Cornelius came to check out the property a month ago, he said nothing but good things, but I didn't realize how much of a gem this property truly is. Now I know that Cornelius has told you about the offer many times, but I'm prepared to make you an offer you can't resist. My answer is no, I'm not selling my property. I've told Cornelius this and now I'm telling the two of you, Grandma said. Cornelius, you know how important family is to me. I consider you family. This farmhouse and restaurant is my legacy and my children's inheritance, she said. I know and I'm sorry, Grandma. I've told my brothers this, but they are persistent and insisted on coming here against my advice not to. I respect your wish not to sell and I would never go behind your back or try to convince you otherwise, Cornelia said. Farrah needed to ask her grandmother something but didn't realize she was in a meeting. She was about to open the office door, but she didn't want to interrupt, so she stood outside the door. I'm sorry. Cornelius' oldest brother said with a laugh. Family? <laughs> that's comical. Listen, Grandma, that's Barbara to you, Grandma said. Whatever, lady. Cornelius isn't driving an hour and a half down here to come see your granddaughter. We three brothers, as in the name of our company, are businessmen first. We buy properties and, well, we facelift the area, you could say, he said while looking out the window at the pumpkin patch. Now, if there's been a misunderstanding, I'm sorry. But this here, this is business, ma'am, the man said, right as Farrah walked in. She had heard everything. It felt like a knot was in her stomach. So this was all a point to take my grandmother's farm, Farrah said to Cornelius. Farrah, no, wait, just let me explain, Cornelius said. No need to explain, leave, all of you now, Farrah said. Farrah, please, Cornelius said, get out now, she said. The men left. I can't believe him. I had no clue that he had been going behind my back and trying to get you to sell the farm. I feel so stupid, Farrah said. I hate love. What's the use when we live in a world where people are only for themselves and disregard other people's feelings? I should have known that it was too good to be true. I'm sorry, this isn't even about me. Grandma, are you okay? Yes, I'm fine, baby. Can you believe this, Grandma said? No, but I shouldn't be surprised. You can't trust anything or anyone these days. For our cell phone ring, it was Cornelius, but she didn't answer. He called her again and again, but she still refused to answer. Three weeks later, 
Roz's phone rang, but she refused to answer again. Baby, it's been three weeks. You're still not going to allow him to explain, Grandma said, as she and Farah watered the house plants and their Christmas tree. Nope, Farah said. Have you listened to any of the voicemails he sent? Grandma said, yep. And I read the text messages and email he sent as well, saying the two investors are his brothers and how everything is business for his brothers, but he really loves me. And it was never about the farm, but about me, blah, 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 Farah said. And you don't believe him, Grandma asked. No, and neither should you, Farah said. Listen, my child, the reason that Cornelius never told you that he and his brothers were trying to buy the farmhouse is because I told him not to. What? Grandma, why? Farah said. Because I knew you'd think the worst of him before truly giving him a chance. Kind of what you're doing now. You're running away before truly giving love a shot because you're afraid. You're afraid that if it is love, it won't last. So you're sabotaging it before you can truly see what could become of it. But love isn't always sunshine and butterflies, baby. Sometimes it's complicated. Sometimes it gets on your last nerves. But it's more to it than the good and the bad. It's about communication and commitment as well, Grandma said. But Grandma, don't but Grandma me. Now stop allowing your fears of the worst case scenario to get in the way. And call that man to at least hear what he has to say, Grandma said. Before Farrah could call Cornelius, her phone rang. It was Cornelius's other brother. He had been more observant than vocal than the oldest brother during the meeting three weeks ago. Hello, Farrah said. Hello, this is Michael, Cornelius's brother. Yes, Farrah said. I was just calling to let you know that Cornelius truly loves you. I know it may not seem that way to you, but he does. Cornelius and I have a complicated past, and I don't know if he told you about it or not, but I took his first love. I did it because I always envied him. He always believed what he believed regardless of what anyone thought about it. And I was always the one to pretend that I was something I am not. But that is besides the point. The point is, my brother really loves you. And he hasn't been the same without you in his life. I know that the two of you have only known each other for two months. But he says that he's never been so sure of something in his life. You're the one for him. And I just don't want him to end up settling as I have. My brother is a lover, not a fighter, but he will fight for who he loves. But he is also losing hope. So if there is any hope or any love that you have left for my brother, please reach out to him. After Farah ended the call, she told grandma that she was going to take a drive to Stone Mountain. Her mom and aunt suggested she go as well. We have the restaurant. Go and get your man, her mom said. Her grandmother held her hands and told her that she was proud of her before giving her a hug. Her aunt said, go on girl, what are you waiting for? Farrah left the farmhouse and arrived at Cornelius's office an hour and a half later. When she got there, Cornelius saw her pulling into the parking lot. He walked outside as she got out of her car. What are you doing here? He said, don't talk, just hear me out, please, Farrah said. I drove an hour and 30 minutes just to tell you that I'm terrified. The mere thought of someone truly loving me terrifies me. I get so caught up in all the negatives that could happen later on, and this causes me to sabotage love before it truly begins. But I want to take that chance with you. I want to take a chance and love truly and completely. I don't know what your intentions were before we met, but I trust that they are pure, and what we have is real. And if you will have me, I'd like to explore how far we could go, she said as she teared up. 
Cornelius walked down the steps and walked up to Farrah. He wiped the tears from her eyes and said, We can go as far as forever if you would have me, he said. I will, she said it with tears of joy. They hugged and kissed and it began to snow. Two years later, on the day that they first met, they were wed at the pumpkin patch. I do, Cornelius said. I do, Farrah said. Everyone cheered as the beautiful couple walked through the crowd of family and friends. Everyone showered the couple with rice and flower petals, and they lived happily ever after. The end.